to talk in the time that we have left about supernatural debt cancellation. How many would like to get out of debt? Praise God. Well, we believe for this church, the slogan is on your rise and build uh, brochure. The vision is out of debt with no sweat. Praise God. Does that mean you don't work hard? Does that mean you don't put effort in it? No, it simply means you're trusting in the Lord. You're trusting God. You're believing God for His grace on your life to enable you to get out of debt with no sweat. Not sweating over this a debt situation, we're trusting God and believing Him. Praise God. And so as a church, that's what we're doing. We're believing God to get out of debt. And here in this particular uh, verse of Scripture, uh, it says, The rich rules over the poor, verse, 20, uh, verse 7, The rich rules over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. The borrower is servant to the lender. And we don't believe it's a sin to borrow, otherwise we wouldn't have done it. But we do believe in managing your debt. Now, it's best if you can pay cash, go for it. I'm all for it. Praise the Lord. That's the best. <coughs> but in this case, we borrowed money, and you've borrowed money many times. Uh, you have borrowed money for your mortgage or perhaps your car or maybe some other things. I do encourage people to uh, borrow, as, borrow as little as possible. But a mortgage, obviously a house, uh, is a large ticket item for your life. The largest, generally, investment that you make as an individual. And so most people have to borrow money in order to have a house or to live in a house. You say, well, I... I want to rent until I have cash. Well, if you want to do that, but generally it takes a while for people to do that. And just remember, you're paying somebody else's mortgage while you're doing that. Right? It's just the way it works. So they're renting it to you, and they're paying their mortgage out of the rent that you're giving to them. So you're participating in that process. But if you buy it yourself, then you're actually buying your own house and not paying for theirs. So either way, you're going to be paying money. So, the borrower is servant to the lender. So, when it comes to debt, you don't want to be over-indebted. Now, we live in a society that has basically schooled us in getting in debt. I mean, they'll send young people uh, uh, credit card after credit card offer, and they don't even have a job. That doesn't make sense. Except for credit card companies make a lot of money off credit, and everybody has credit card. I mean, you can go everywhere to buy anything, just about, and they'll offer you their credit card. Right? Just anywhere you go. So, we are schooled in debt. We're trained to be in debt in our society. So, you have to retrain yourself to get out of debt. So you don't want to be a servant to the lender to the point that it's overwhelming or uh, it's just depressing. Nobody in here, don't, don't get depressed. I'm trying to help you out. All right, so you don't want to be over-indebted over that, to the point that you're controlled by it. Like, 
I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. And every day is grind, grind, grind. Uh, so you don't want to be sweating over it. You don't want to be stressed over, uh, over indebtedness. So you don't want to be controlled by debt. So you want to be free. Amen? Now, let's go to second, or 1 Samuel chapter 22, and we're going to look at verse 1. Second Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 22. There's a lot of twos in this, but the first one is not a two. It is a one. 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel. 22, verse 1, and David therefore departed from there and escaped to the cave of Adullam. Now, David is actually running from Saul. Saul's the king. David's running from Saul. He's escaped to the cave of Adullam. David was a mighty warrior, (coughs) and yet Saul is jealous of him, and Saul is chasing him and endeavoring to kill him. So he escapes to the cave of Adullam. And when his brothers and all his father's house heard it, they went down with, there with him or to him. And everyone who was in distress, everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was discontented gathered to him. So he became captain over them. And there were about 400 men with him. So get the picture. David is running from Saul. His brothers in his father's house heard about it. They went down to David. And everyone who was distressed, everyone who was in debt, and everyone who was discontented gathered to David. So it doesn't sound like a really successful bunch, right? You know, you've got all the distressed people, discontented people, and in debt people. And they said, we'll hook up with you, David. Well, all of them seem like they're in trouble, right? They all got trouble. And yet, thank God, God can turn some things around. And he did for David. We we know because God called him to be the king and he was anointed to be the next king. And so God totally turned that thing around. But even David said, I will not uh, touch not God's anointed. And do his prophets no harm. So he wouldn't kill Saul. He had opportunity to. If you know the story, he could have killed him. That had been the end of Saul. But no, he didn't do that. He said, no, not touching God's anointed. And so, anyway, God put him as king. Set him up as king. So he's in the king's house. He's in the king's palace. And he's now king. Well, also... These guys that were in debt, distressed, and discontent, they were with him. They became his mighty men. They were amazing warriors, amazing fighters. They were mighty men. They were just in debt. So I believe we got some mighty men and women in here just in debt. In other words, there's potential in you. There's some ability in you, and God wants to raise you up. And bring you out of debt and bring you to the king's palace. Into the kingdom of the king. Praise God. Jesus is king of kings and what? Lord of lords. King of kings. Meaning there are kings in the body of Christ like you. We're kings and priests unto God. So God wants to bring us into his house, so to speak. He wants us to rule in his kingdom and he wants us to rule over debt. Instead of letting debt rule over us. Does anybody hear me today? 
But when a person is over-indebted, what happens is they become discontent and in distress. So when you're discontented and distressed and you're stressing over the debt and the bills that are coming in, and you know they're so faithful. I mean, they send you a bill every month. And if you fail to pay, then they'll start calling you. I mean, they're faithful companies. And they'll hire other companies just to call you. It's like one woman, she said, this is the way I deal with creditors. If they call my house, she said, this is the way I deal with bills. I put them on the table. I shuffle them around. And then I pick one out of the pile, and that's the one that gets paid that month. If you keep calling me, you're not even going to get in the shuffle. (laughs) Now, I don't advise that way of managing your bills. Do not advise that. But you need to respond. You need to communicate and let them know and talk to them and try to work out some situation where you can actually pay it perhaps on a longer time frame. Are you with me? So don't do what she said. So here, in this case, we've got these distressed people. You know, debt causes stress in your marriage. Debt causes stress in your family. Debt causes stress in your mind, in your body. I mean, I know what I'm talking about. It can really lock you down, so to speak, or hinder you from really enjoying life. So, what do we want to do about it? Well, first of all, you, if you're over-indebted, you got to work on it, right? you got to get out of it. But it's been my practice personally and also as a pastor of this local church. It's been my practice on a personal level. There were many years I wouldn't even get a credit card. I wouldn't even get a credit card early days, you know. This is years ago. Early days, I wouldn't even get a credit card until I just had to to even do business. I mean, you try to give somebody cash at a credit at a, a car rental place, we don't do cash. You know, it's so cash kind of went out of style in a, in a lot of ways, and so you had to have a credit card. But I don't pay interest on it. I pay it every month, so I don't buy stuff I can't pay for. Are you with me? So I practiced that all my life, for many years, since I uh, had to quit dealing with cash in some cases. So I didn't want all of that credit card debt, because they charge you like 21%, 25%, you know, that it's not a good deal. And so, and then if you get behind, they'll give you the minimum payment for the rest of your life. Who wants to pay $32.94 for the rest of your life? I don't. You know, so I've managed my debt personally so that I could actually pay for it and not be having those credit card companies send me notices every month just to send me one bill. And then my wife, you know, they're always offering her, you know, she goes shopping there often. I say, honey, don't take those credit cards. I don't want to pay 10 bills. Oh, but I can save 20%. I get this 20% off the first time. I know. But I also get the bill, and I have to open it, and I have to pay it every month. So don't take any more of those. We have an understanding. Does that make sense? All right. 
Once in a while, she do it. But it was a really good deal today. All right, so I won't use it anymore, but it was a good deal. She got all this stuff. Isn't this wonderful? I got 30% off all of this. Not picking out. You understand. All right, so. But we don't want all of those credit cards. Because people don't manage credit. You know, it's easy to say, put it in there. You know, swipe it or just, you got a chip, put it in there. You know, no cash exchange. You don't even realize how much you're spending half the time. I mean, if you got $100 in your pocket and you're spending cash, if it costs $90, you know you got $10 left. Food money, gas money, you understand. Basics. All right, so, but when you're putting a credit card in there, you don't realize how much many times you're spending and money is going away. But we want money to come instead of just go away, right? All right, so you got to practice it in your lifestyle in order to get out of debt. You first got to understand how debt is working against you. Well, I practice that as a ministry and, you know, just like in a personal uh, situation in a family, you may have some, uh, some financial uh, challenges or downtimes perhaps or same in the ministry or a church or a business. You've got to manage your resources, right? <laughs> so we've endeavored to not over-indebt ourselves as a church. We've taken steps of faith. We've done that many years. Take steps of faith to accomplish dreams and goals and build buildings and, and everything that you do. It costs money. You know, it would be nice if God would just rain a building out of heaven. Just set it on 3520 North Buffalo Drive and say, that belongs to you. But it doesn't just work that way, right? It's God does bless us and he rains his blessing on us, but he works through people and you give and we're able to accomplish dreams and visions. But sometimes we borrowed money. We borrowed money on this building. You know, this building's been here 20-some years, but we did an expansion and a remodel a number of years ago, and it was a $5 million project, over $5 million. Well, we borrowed $1.8, so that's not too bad, but now we're down to eight, so that means a million's off. That a blessing, praise God. So we were able to manage the debt, however not just be in over-indebted where we couldn't manage it month to month, you know, just like you have to pay your mortgage on your house, we have to pay the mortgage on this building. We still have a mortgage on the Family Life Center as well. And so you have to pay the mortgage every month. If you don't, they'd notify you. You're late. And eventually, even though they love you, even though they think you're the greatest church in town, and, and banks don't like to foreclose on churches. I mean, you know, come on. It's not really a good idea. It's not really good PR. But I can tell you, they will. They will. They'll, they'll take your building just like they take your house. Eventually, it's just the way it works. Or so take your car. You know, they love you. They think you're doing a good thing. But you owe them a million bucks. Or you owe them two million bucks. Or whatever amount you owe them. Eventually, they got to get their money somewhere, right? And it is their money. All right, so uh, this is not a scare tactic. I'm just saying. 
That's the way business is. And so they loan the money. you got to pay them back. Well, if you're over-indebted and you're sweating over that time and time again. Well, we have this building, and then we have, as I said, the Family Life Center. And in the Family Life Center, we have, uh, you know, our Christian school. We have our offices. We have uh, our youth uh, auditorium, our children's auditorium. And there's a lot of activity. That building is used. I mean, years ago, when we were planning it, uh, Pastor Vicki, she just saw it just used all the time. And, boy, I'll tell you, it is used from morning till night. All the time, constant usage. So, the more you use it, the more you got to uh, take care of it, right? Well, you got to pay the mortgage, you got to take care of it. It's just basic upkeep and dealing with things uh, in, in, in the real world that you live in, this natural world that you live in. Well, we shared with you what we're going to do we're going to erase the debt off this building. So, 60% is going to go to erase the debt. 20% is going to replace some microphones on our platform. And then also, we're going to do some upgrades in that building that needs the upkeep. And 10%, as always, goes to missions. So, if you manage your debt, you're not sweating. But you're also able to give. I mean, so that's what I decided, we decided many years ago. We started off as, as a young couple, you know, we didn't have anything financially to speak of. I, I, I've told some of my story here. <coughs> I mean, my first, there was no promise when we came here that you're going to have an income, you know, no benefits, no health benefits for sure. We didn't have insurance when we had our daughter. It's just where it was. And so we didn't have insurance but God took care of us and uh, blessed us and provided for us. So we didn't have health insurance or uh, we didn't have any kind of retirement benefit. Either God is God or we're some. But you know, God was God. Hallelujah. And he did pretty good. He's faithful, isn't he? How many believe God is faithful to you? Well, then, of course, you got to plan for your life. you got to do things. Uh, but, you know, if you don't have any money to work with, then you just don't have what you don't have. So that's where we were. And God took care of us and blessed us and provided for us supernaturally. wouldn't trade that for anything. In other words, that experience in my life, I just know that God is faithful. So at whatever level you are financially, you can have assurance in your heart that God will supply all your needs. Now, when it comes to debt, you got to be, you know, have some discipline about it. If you want to get out of debt, if you're in, if you're in debt or over-indebted, you're going to have to discipline yourself. So I'm going to give you a scripture about some of your discipline that you're going to have to do. In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, if you'll go there with me, verse 24, it says, Do you not know? That those who run in a race run all, but one receives a prize. He said, run in such a way that you may obtain. In other words, if you're running in a race, you've got to run in a way that you win. <laughs> and everyone who competes for the, for the prize is temperate in all things. You know what temperate means? It means you're self-control. You develop temperance or self-control. Have you ever been to a store and stuff starts talking to you? I mean, it talks to you. You walk by and it talks to you and you say, now, what was that? 
and your eyes get real big. And somehow, you got to have it. Or you visit a car lot. You just happen to stop by. You were just, just, just looking. Just looking. Can I help you? Oh, I'm just looking. 20 minutes later, you're in the, uh, in the office there, and he's telling you what kind of deal you could get. This is the deal of the year. And your lightning fast mind says, I believe I can do that. And you drive off in a new vehicle. You weren't planning to buy a car. You were just looking. Because that car talked to you, didn't it? It talked to you, man. You start feeling good about having that car. You feel like you feel better about yourself. I mean, know what I'm talking about. And before you know it, you're driving off and you got a new car. Praise the Lord. But you still have to pay monthly. And then you got to deal with debt. So you got to manage your debt. If you don't manage your debt, then you're sweating every month. But if you're in debt and you're a little bit over your head in debt, or if you're just more debt than you want to have in your life, then you got to have temperance about your purchasing, but you have to have some temperance or diligence or self-discipline when it comes to paying that debt. Then he goes on, he says, now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty, thus I fight. So he uses a different kind of uh, uh, illustration rather than running. He said, I don't run with uncertainty. In other words, I know where I'm going. I have clear purpose. I have clear vision of where I want to go. I mean, you know, if you're going to run in a marathon race, uh, you'd like some direction because you won't get lost on the trail. So I'm going to take a shortcut, and that's not the way it works. No, uh, you got to keep running on the trail in order to win the race. So you got to be purposeful. Well, when it comes to erasing debt, you got to be purposeful. That's why we are purposeful in erasing debt on this church. But I don't believe that we should just erase debt on the church. I believe you should erase debt in your life. So I'm believing, God, that while we're racing debt on this local church, that you're racing debt in your life, in your family, so that you're not sweating month to month. Praise God. You're not sweating about what you got to do and all the bills that you got to pay, but you're trusting God and you're getting some out of the way. Amen? He says, then... Therefore, I run, not with uncertainty, thus I fight. So he uses a fighting illustration, not as one who beats the air. He said, not as one who beats the air, just swinging. Don't know where you're going to swing at. Right? You're actually swinging to land a punch. If you're in a fight, you want to, if you're in a boxing match, you know, you'd like to land some punches that puts their lights out, not yours. And so, I don't fight, uh, you know, just uh, with no clear, clear purpose and know what I'm wa- trying to do. No, I do this not as when it beats the air, but I'm hitting at something. So, you got to have clear purpose. And you got to be purposeful in erasing debt. Let me give you an example. All right? Not as when it beats the air. You know, it's kind of like uh, debt is like trying to get rid of debt is like swatting flies. I'm from the south. 
you know. Thank God we don't have a bunch of mosquitoes. I am, I am a, whoo, I'm happy to live in Las Vegas. I don't know why, but mosquitoes love me. Other people, they're sitting around like no mosquito bites, and they just come and attracted. To, I, I, it's my blood. I, I don't know. They like my blood. So you sit outside in the south, and man, mosquitoes, they come bite you and fly off singing, there's power in the blood. All right. So, <laughs> it's like an old far side joke. One mosquito said to the other, pull out, Ethel, I think you hit an artery. So, in your life, you don't want to be like swatting flies. How many know what it's like swatting flies? Y'all know what it is? Swatting flies. Man, you can't just go beating the air, man. You're going to miss every time. If you want to kill a fly, real steep. Takes patience. You got to focus and patient till he loses focus. He's just calm. Pow! <laughs> Dead fly. It's like credit card bills. You can't just swat at them. 34, 22 this month, 23, 48 this month. Come on, the other one, then another one. Mm, you know, minimum payment on all those credit card bills. Here's what you do. Just forget all the other flies for a minute. Focus on one fly. Go patient. Just wait for it to land. Pow! You kill that. So you work on one bill at a time. Figure out which one has the highest interest. Real simple. Which one has? This one says 21.9 interest. This one says 25.9. Which one are you going to work on first? 25.9. I'm going to kill that fly. <laughs> After a while. You get that one month after month, you're paying a little extra till you kill that thing, it doesn't even fly at your house. Doesn't fly into your mailbox, doesn't fly into your house, doesn't, you don't have to open it up, you don't have to even look at it, you already cut that credit card up, you don't even have that little thing anymore, and it doesn't even tempt you to put it or swipe it, put it in there, oh, come on, come on, come on, you got to have it. No, you don't have to have it. Look at your neighbor and say, you don't have to have it. Are you, are, you, are you catching this? So be disciplined and master your money. Master yourself. Have self-discipline where you control yourself and then you control your debt and then you always have some seed to sow. God gives seed to the sower, bread for your food, and he multiplies your seed sown. 
And so you always got some seed to sow because you are managing it. You're controlling it rather than it then controlling you. Now, I have this persuasion that if you'll believe God and you will discipline yourself based on the Word of God, I have this persuasion that you can get out of debt with no sweat. Hallelujah. I have this persuasion as well that while you are managing and doing the natural and you're doing your best in the natural, God will put his super on your natural and God will enable you to get out of debt quicker than you thought you could get out of debt because now he is honoring your diligence. He's honoring your self-control. He's honoring honoring your giving and your sowing and he's putting that together in the mix and praise God for you know it you kill that fly hallelujah you kill that debt and you don't even have that debt coming to your house say pay me pay me pay me you don't have to put them in a pile and shuffle them around and pick one thank God you can say that will never visit my house again no sweat hallelujah Thank you for joining us at Word of Life Christian Center, where we seek to move upward in prayer and worship, inward in discipleship, and outward in evangelism. We are so excited that you decided to connect with what God is doing here. And if you want to learn more, go to wordoflifelv.com.